the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. We're here with Andrew Lieb, our legal authority, and Ron Reamer, our financial guy, and Steve Gaines, who really knows real estate and really, I think, was ahead of his times in real estate, did a lot of the Internet stuff years ago before it was even popular, and he's a best-selling author. But he had a question right before the break for Andrew. So you want to ask him? Andrew, this was a headline uh, in yesterday's New York Post. Uh, it turns out that uh, it's, it takes place at 510 Park Avenue, which is a pretty ritzy, you know, building. There's a guy named Jimmy Kane who's 85 years old, and he's claiming that the board has blocked him from selling his apartment, rejecting three buyers, um, and that the price has tanked from $15 million to $6.5 million. Now, here, Andrew, this is the point. The lawsuit filed in New York State Supreme Court claims that the board is stopping the sale due to a petty 10-year dispute over a maid's room in the building. Now, for those of you who don't know, in these fancy buildings, when they were building them years ago, they would build separate from the apartment. They would build a room for the maid to live in. And the head of the board and this guy who's trying to sell his apartment got into a... Uh, you know, a bidding war, and the guy who uh, who's trying to sell his apartment got the maid's room, and he's claiming that there's a grudge about this, and it's led them to reject three off uh, three offers, starting at nine million. Now, what happens now, Andrew? Well, isn't this isn't this the guy that um, was blamed for the financial crisis or something like that? The former Bear Stern CEO. Uh, well, yes, you're right. He's the one who's ex-Bear Stern CEO, Jimmy Kane, with the Wall Street whale whose yeah. weak corporate governance was blamed for sparking the 2008 financial crisis. But what does that have to do yeah, with wow. his right to sell? Well, I, you know, well, I, I think... At all, but... Yeah, I, I don't think you can answer that yet because I'm not sure you know all the facts. And if you know anything about co-op boards in the city, um, of course, they, they can't discriminate over sex and things like that, but um, they can make it very difficult for somebody to move in, and uh, I've seen that happen. Whether he can prove that it's from a dispute or not, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and it might very well be that there's a, a grudge, but that's well, whether he can prove that or not, and hopefully they'll work it out before it gets that far. It, Communications. No, you said something. You said something so smart, though. There's no way to know who's going to win a lawsuit uh, at this stage of the game, even if I was one of the attorneys in the lawsuit. Like, yeah. uh, first of all, I haven't read their summons and complaint or their answer, but what I find in lawsuits is until you get discovery out there, 
discovery means when we disclose the documents and the information and we question witnesses. We all really don't know what's going on. But I like Dottie's suggestion better. Like, he's 85 years old, you said. Lawsuits could take six years. Like, let's see if they can work this thing out. He doesn't want to spend his days fighting this thing. Now, I will tell you the one exception to co-ops can do whatever they want except for discrimination. The one exception is that when board members engage in self-dealing, the business judgment rule is out the window. And you said something interesting, Stephen. I don't know because I haven't researched this case so much. Is um, You said something that the president of the board was having a fight with him? Yes. they He bid against him for this maids room, the president of the board. And since wonder- then they haven't even... They haven't even allowed him to uh, rent out the maid's room. It's costing Jimmy Kane $9,000 a month just to keep wow. this empty, empty room. Well, again, you know, I, I have to say you really can't make a blanket statement because you'd have to read the co-op, the bylaws of that particular co-op, what they allow, what they don't, what you need permission for. I don't know if it's a legal room or not. You know, so I think there's too much there. Uh, But know that when you buy a co-op, you are buying shares in a corporation, and that's another reason that you need to get an attorney to look at the whole prospectus and see what the rules of the co-op board are and make sure you can live with them because um, they can, you know. And and, and I remember in some of the... Some of the boards are easy. Some are not so easy. Some of them require more cash than banks did. Or so it's something that you should look at um, really and Dottie, carefully. That's why, it's so, that's why it's so important to have a really good real estate broker, too, exactly. because the brokers know what the boards want. So you should ask your real estate broker what type of things they're going to want as far as financial qualifications before you even look so you don't waste your time. Brokers are familiar with all the boards, and they have the board applications. And you got to ask these questions. Especially in Manhattan, because you don't oh, have yeah. that, the, that, that many co-ops elsewhere. But in Manhattan, you, you really need a broker that really, if you're buying a co-op, knows that and knows the boards. Let me take a quick question. I have some. Um, I have a Aril. Is it Aril? I can't read that. Yes, that's Aril. Um, from Astoria. Hi. Happy Labor Day. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. April. April. Well, April they have it spelled story. wrong for me. They have A-R, so it's April. <laughs> I would really know April. That's so sorry about that, but that's really... That's okay. I listen to you every single weekend, so... Oh, thank I you, April. Up many times. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing for the holidays? Anything special? Seeing family, no, friends? No, just cleaning, cleaning, Clean. you know. I go out anytime I really want, so... It's just right, nice so, weather, and I do whatever I'd like to do. Well, that's the best place to be in. How uh-huh. can, what, what is your question? Yeah, you were mentioning about, you know, if people own property, they're talking about residential, and you're using it, and then the neighbor and the pool and all that. Does that also go for the situation that's very familiar in Astoria? You have the Amtrak's, those giant supporting structures that hold the rails up into the air, and it go, they go right through the middle of a story of, of between Dittmars and 23rd Avenue. So the last houses that are right up against that, they all seem to ex- use that property, which is really good for them. They use the property underneath the Amtrak supporting structures, and they have like they, they turn their backyards like twice as big or three times as big as the other houses right next door to them. And I'm wondering, does that law go for government-owned property? Oh, you mean adverse it- possession? 
That's an yeah, interesting does that question. Go for only private people, or does the government say, "Oh no, that's not no"? With us, it's Eminent different. Domain. You're not allowed to use that property because they never. The government, the Amtrak, never they never use that property. Right, right. Andrew, people are beautiful. They put grass so, seed down. I mean, they have picnic tables. Depending if the person's lazy or what they not a bad do deal. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, some of the people even. They, some people even put a fence up, and they don't want people passing on the sidewalk to see that they're wow. using this property. But is that and okay? The thing is, you just said the trigger, April. You just said the trigger a second ago. Yes, it, it does apply to everything. But the fence, as if you were listening to Stephen and I talk before, the bushes may not be enough, but the fence becomes enough. But I want to point out to you, while it applies to commercial, it applies to residential, it applies to government, it applies to private property. Because what's going on is when you're dealing with Amtrak, the government's not acting as a government. They're acting as an operator of a train. And so they're, they're, using, they're using property as a, as a business would. But what usually you see isn't what's called adverse possession. I'm going to introduce a whole new word that people aren't familiar with. It's called an easement. And there's something called a prescriptive easement, which is similar to adverse possession. And what's the difference? Adverse possession means that you obtain ownership from use. Prescriptive easement means you obtain a right to co-use property through use. And usually with these types of things that you're talking about, you'd end up getting a prescriptive easement, not, not adverse possession, because you can't show that you had exclusivity on it. Other people are using it. People are going through it without the fence. So, yes, it's possible. Yes, they could expand their property. Yes, it's possible Amtrak has issues. The question becomes, is it financially viable? So if they're having their picnics back there, everyone's hunky-dory, everyone's happy, what's the point of a lawsuit? No one's bugging them. Right, right. I'm thinking Amtrak would say, hey, you owe us, or your real estate tax should be higher because, um, you know, Amtrak never comes by. And regular people walking down the street, they can't get in there. It's, you know, it's all behind a fence. But this goes all the way. You just said something interesting. You just said something so interesting. You know, they say when you – I don't know if you've, you've heard this before, but um, don't wish for everything that you, you – don't, don't get everything you want. So what happens? If they get it, you just said the real estate taxes are going to go up. Isn't that interesting? Well, so it maybe these people don't actually want to own it because then they'll have more property and then their real estate taxes are going to go up. Maybe they're yeah, better yeah. off to continue to picnic on Amtrak's property and let <laughs> everyone get along with you doing it. Now, I will suggest to you Amtrak may want them off because if someone gets injured on one of these, these poles, Amtrak could be, end up being liable. So I'm surprised well, they don't do something to protect it. But what an interesting no, idea, uh, April. I, like, I've been, I've, been living here, I've been living here for like 30 years. And I, I had called before my husband's family. This is not our uh, real estate situation, though, because we're in the middle of the block, not near the Amtrak. But, um, so people, you're, not having, uh, you're not having your Labor Day barbecue there, April? I was going to pass no. that. Yeah. Why, Andrew, you would have gone there? over. But you know who goes I, under there? These people also I have like wilderness. The they got Wait, they, wait, the I didn't... People, people have raccoons and opossums walking under there all the way from Astoria Park. The, the animals oh. just can walk through and keep going. No, I'm all the way to 23rd Avenue. I don't... April, I don't want hot, I don't want raccoons or possums, but I would take some Nathan's hot dogs if you're going to be barbecuing. I'll come over and hang yeah, out. Yeah, by at the night, way, only at night. At night, you have possums. They're there around. I saw them last week no, in the movie. They're crossing right over Crescent Street. I don't do possums. I don't either. Yeah, I, I saw it. Yeah, a possum. Sometimes oh. rats, but you know. Well, April, well, again, April, thanks for calling, and you have a Thank great you. weekend, and that was a great Thank question. Um, right, I bye have bye. George from Staten Island. Hi, George. Happy Labor Day weekend. 
Okay. Good morning again. Uh, you were talking to, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, somebody before about illegal apartments? Yes. Yes. Okay. And I feel that he that the right information wasn't given out. I'm a builder of Staten Island. I'm a contractor. And, I, and I'm a landlord. In New York City, and I'll go from New York City to the town of North Hempstead, if you rent their apartment in, in a, for a rental in a one-family zone, you're in violation. Okay? And I got one summons the first time that happened to me for $5,000. They didn't want to know nothing because of the, the so-called undocumented immigrants. Okay? And, and I didn't rent it to one, but I would have. Well, but George, let me... No, I no, but I said that they're illegal. That's what I said. I didn't say. I said exactly what you're saying that they're illegal, and you can do what you want to do. No one's if your home, but that. But if you do it, but you know, you you, but you can't go like saying. I thought somebody said you go to an attorney. No, 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 no. That's not what George. George, I what I said is before you buy a home. You should go to an attorney and make sure that something is legal because most of them are not. Now, if it's obviously illegal to family, then you could rent it. Other than that, you really can't. So I think we George, agree Dottie on had me that. explain all the problems that could happen. But, George, I want to give you something that you just said that I'm concerned about. So I want everyone to know citizenship yes. status in New York City is a protected class. So we can't inquire of tenants whether they're illegal or legal. Otherwise, we're going to get sued for discrimination. So that's something we don't want to know no matter what. George hung up. Yes. Well, anyhow, that answers that question. Yeah, well, I I don't think he heard. We basically said that you really should know what you're buying. And if somebody We told him all the problems. All we said, and Dottie, we always say this. We believe in people knowing what they're doing, and they're adults, and they can make whatever risk assessment they want. They just need to know the facts. That's exactly true. Okay, so it's 866-970-9622. Now, I talked about, um, I have a lot of people ask me, gee, how do you price property? And, you know, it's not a science. Pricing a property is not a science. Um, Now, I kind of looked it up because I will tell you what I do. I firstly ask a person when they say, well, okay, so what should I price this at? Meanwhile, they usually have a number in their mind. They don't tell you that at first. But I say, well, how long do you ideally, how long, when do you want to be out of this place? Like how long? Because obviously, if you want to be out quick, you really have to price it on the money. Um, Now, a lot of times you're going to see a price, and again, there's no right or wrong, where they'll say uh, 400, 900, they'll say 199,999, which is a dollar off of, two, of, of 200,000. Okay, so it's like right under 200,000, and it's really the same price as 200,000, but it doesn't hit the 200,000. And I think that what people do that because a lot of customers come in with an income. They say, look, show me up to this amount. Okay, so I think, uh, but, but really, if there was somebody who said, I only want to see something up to 200,000. Um, if there was something for 2000 uh, 201000 I think I would show it to them. Um, 
But I think that when you price, and I'm, I'm reading what they're telling you, and I don't really agree with any of most of this, but it says that, I'll just say what this says, and I, again, don't necessarily agree with this. It says that the nines came about in the, in the 1880s convincing that they were getting a bargain. So people think that they're getting a bargain, but I think people are smarter than that. Psychological. It's just psychological that it's under a certain price. Um, and basically, it's what I said, that consumers start their search online when they're looking for a home. And if you are looking for a home online, it puts in what you want to spend, like up till what. So if you have a house, and let's say you list it at $201,000, and somebody's only looking up to two hundred, that won't come up in their search. That's right. So, so when you stop and sit back, and you think about it, if you were pricing something at 201000 I might say to you, look, do it at 199 Because if your search ends at 200000 that won't come out. But if you're a buyer, you also should search a little higher just to see because sometimes there's, you know, something that's pretty close. Uh, so that's one thing. So, Dottie, if I'm a seller, should I use the nines? I'm, I just want to make – I'm confused. What should I do? You know what? As I said, if if you're if you're if you use the nines, you're going right under a price break. And so when people search, so whether it's two hundred thousand or it's seven hundred thousand, if it's six hundred nine ninety nine thousand, okay, it's going to come up up to seven. It's going to come under seven hundred thousand. So. I would say go right under that price, but I really do it differently. I also look at what's on the market. I really look at, and I would have your broker, hopefully a Douglas Sullivan broker, but your broker take a look and show you what's on the market now that's similar to your home. Because let's face it, the people that are on the market are your competition. So um, I would tell sellers, well, there's these five houses that are similar to yours in your neighborhood, in your area. Well, they say, but I want to get more than that. Well, somebody's not going to say, let me pick out the most expensive house first. Okay, so you Mark. kind of, and I suggest that, that sellers ask the broker to go and see the houses that are their competition. And if you don't oh, want to go in, at least drive by them and see what I, as a buyer, I'm going to be shown if I'm looking in your price range. And then decide how quickly you want to sell. Because, you know, Andrew, I don't want to say that any, everything works all the time because that's not true. But a lot of times when someone prices their home a little bit under what the market is, they get so many people and they bid it up. And then there becomes a bidding more. So um, I don't think there's a rule, but I think you have to be in line with your competition. Um, you have to look so, at what's on the market, and if there's nothing on the market, and you know it's and that's why they say a seller's market is when there's not a lot of inventory, um, then you could probably get more. Um, I loved you saying to check out the other properties though that you're competing against because it brings you to reality of what your property is worth. Because you know a lot of people go, I have a new kitchen, but they have it for 15 years ago. Right. Right. And also, you know, everyone's taste is different. So, but basically people are smart. They can get that information over the internet. Okay. They can look up comps. Now it is true that a lot of times they're not correct. 
And I would never suggest anyone buy a home online without seeing it. Okay? And they say that's going to be the way things go. But I will tell you, as long as I'm alive, don't do that. You need to physically see it. Um, and you have to see the street and what surrounds it. Um, I'll finish this up. 866-970-9622. I'll be right back after the break. Hang on, Joe. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Are you one of the 80% of Americans that experiences back pain? Do you suffer from sciatica or spinal stenosis? Afraid of the potential surgical complications of going under the knife to remedy your pain? Then Brooklyn Spine Center is the place for you. Dr. Melinda Keller is not only a friend of mine, she's the director who specializes in non-surgical spinal decompression. She utilizes the DRX-9000 to make your lower back pain a thing of the past. Give Dr. Keller a call right now, 718-234-6200. That's 718-234-6200. Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. You have helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to you. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener's specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow's mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with promo code AM970, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Today, you can also pre-order Mike's book here, What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO? And you'll get $10 off with promo code AM970 and free shipping on your entire order. Enter promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798 for these great MyPillow specials. Um, excuse me. Yes. In case you haven't noticed, advertising has changed over the years. What? It used to be customers could find or discover your business in just a handful of ways. Now, life is digital with so many more options and things you need to do. You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your business's contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? If not, we've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we are listening to I on Real Estate. And we have a lot of questions, but I was in the middle of talking about pricing your home, and I'm going to kind of wrap that up a little bit and tell you that 
some people think putting a four or a seven in the price is good because they think they're lucky numbers. Uh, seven, they think, is a lucky number. You know what? I really think, you know, if it if you if if it's something that you think and you're superstitious about that, fine. So do it. But really, at the end of the day, people have access to information today, and people go online and they kind of look up what things going for. So, you know, I think you really have to price your, your home on the money. And as I said, you get a good broker, but it's not a science. So could somebody pay a lot more money for something because maybe they want to be close to their mother and she lives two blocks away, and to them that's worth it? There's all different factors. But pretty much um, the first thing I would do is go see, look at what's on the market, what's sold, but what's your competition now, and then if you want, go in and see those properties. And then another thing I suggest is you can also have a, when you have a broker's open a house, ask your broker to have all the brokers put down on a piece of paper what they think it's going to sell for. And again, it's not a science. Uh, but, you know, lucky numbers and things of that nature, uh, you know, I really think that what you, as long as you price it on the money and price it right under a category. Like, in other words, if it's 200 yeah, I would price it at 1999 And if it was 500 I would price it at $4,999. Um, but again, uh, there's no science to it. Um, I have a lot of calls, so let me take Joe from Southampton. Happy Memorial... Oh, I'm saying Memorial Day. I'm, I'm really wishing that the summer just started. Hi, Joe. How are you this weekend? I'm well. Thank, thank you, Daddy. First-time caller, so you, as you know, I'm... I'm interested in whatever advice you might offer for me to exit a, a listing agreement that I've, I've signed, six-month listing agreement, two months ago signed, um, and um, I have no reports from the realtor, a well-seasoned broker whom I, I know from for several years, and I like him, but he, I have no reports, and I have six phone calls to him unanswered, and none of them returned. Um, well, Joe, have you spoke to him at all? Pardon? Have you spoken to him at all, or he's just not answering your calls? Well, that, that's, no, I have not, because he's not receiving my calls, nor is he returning them. Well, you know, and I can tell you what I would do. Um, I, and again, I believe in communication. I think that I would, if I couldn't get a hold of the person that listed my property, I would call the office or I'd get the name of the person who runs that office or, and I would call them and tell them your situation and say that, you know, uh, there's not been any service. You haven't had any phone calls back. Um, and as long as you don't have a buyer in the wings, uh, like, in other words, you know, sometimes what they will give you, and again, Andrew, I'm sure you deal with this, but sometimes they can give you they can give you a release, and they will give you, and sometimes, and you have to look at what kind of release it is, because there's a conditional release, and then there's an unconditional release. And the conditional release means we've released you from our listing with us. However, there might be a condition that says if you sell your house, you still owe us a commission. So you would really need 
an unconditional release, and you would probably have to pay any advertising expenses that they shelled out. Uh, but I really hope I would think that it wouldn't get to that. I, if the guy, if the if the agent doesn't call you back, I would call the manager. I would find out the name of the manager and have a chat with him. And um, I, you know, I don't think. Um, and I, I, Andrew, I don't know if you have any legal advice, but I find that when people call me, it's it's something that we talk about. We try to work it out, and sometimes will the company will get involved um, and try to help you market it. The fact that he's not calling you really is not a good thing unless he's away or something and he then should have left somebody's name. But I'd call the manager. And if you don't I love have your advice, sense. Dottie. And I want to just add to what Dottie's saying. Um, I hope you know and the listeners should know. You don't actually hire a salesperson or associate real estate broker. You hire the company in the state of right. New York. So sometimes it's as easy as just asking the manager for a different salesperson to be assigned if you're having a communication gap. But I just want to go to a functional answer, not a legal answer. And, Joe, this is not about you at all. It's my own frustration in life because I run a law firm and we have a lot of attorneys and people say, the attorney doesn't call me back. And you know what I find out often? The client has a full voicemail. So I just want to make sure, Joe, go clear your voicemail if it's, if it's full. And I'm not saying it is or it's not. But that tends to be a big issue for us. We try and call people, and their voicemail's full, so you can't leave a message. And then you're trying back and forth and back and forth, and it goes down to what Dottie's saying is communication. So what I would do, I don't, I don't know about yourself, but what I would do is, um, and I'm thinking about this because the fall is coming, is I would drive up north to Briarmere Farms. I'd get myself one of these beautiful pies from Briarmere Farms. I'd pop by the office and say, is the manager available? And I'd give him a nice pie, and I would see if I could work well, with Well, I wouldn't bring it's a pie. I wouldn't bring a pie. I'm sorry. I think they think you're I'll like you crazy. Okay. I'll bring you a why. fish. I'm going to tell you why, Dottie. I'm going to tell you why. Because I want everyone in that office to sell my house. I'm not interested in being right. I'm interested in the house being sold. So I would introduce myself to Pam that sits over there and Sally oh, that's and Rafael. Yeah. And I would tell everyone how great I am in my house is. Because at the end of the day, it's not about being right. It's about selling. That's true. That's true. Um, and the more people that know about your home, um, the, better. the better it is. And, Joe, just let me ask you another quick question. Have you had any activity on it or not, you know? Well, I don't know. Not as far as I know because he's, he's not reporting to me. And, and thank you for all of that. But the broker is the managing broker of that office. Oh, really? The broker is the manager. The, the broker you oh, listed with is the manager. Of Correct. the office, but there's got to be somebody, and I'm, I, you know, I'm assuming you're maybe in Southampton. There's got to be, it could even be our company, I don't know, but I think that there is got to be somebody who runs the whole region. Like there might be so a, a manager of out. an office, and then there's somebody above that person. So if the person, Joe, that's the way I you can find out is you just go on the Google and you go to eaccessnewyork.com, eaccessnewyork.com. And you can find out who holds the license for the brokerage company, and that's how you can find out who to contact at the company. So what Dottie's getting at is we no, have but a lot that's of really going. No, but, but but if it's a big company, that that's really. I mean, you could do that, but you're really. I think you can do it easier than that. If it's, I think you can just find that. Usually, offices. If it's if it's a single office, that's one thing. But if there's multiple offices, there's usually somebody who runs that whole thing. Okay, right. that's and. True. 
uh, you can just walk in and find out or call up and ask who's in charge of the whole region. Um, usually, and I just think before you go through that whole rigmarole, again, I go back to communications. And Love it. I, I think if you talk to someone and you can't get anywhere with the broker that you're using, I think that I would text him and then I would go to the next person above and you can find that out easily and have a conversation and right. tell them your gripe and, and why you want to cancel. And I don't find that, you know, I, I, you know, I think people are reasonable. Joe, because, where's your house? Just so we can, we can tell everyone where to go well, and then we could sell it for you right now. What's that? Well, I appreciate that greatly. It's not a house. It's a, a vacant building lot going up towards SAG in, in the town of Southampton. Um, and this broker, I happen to like a, a great deal. He, ha- he had the listing uh, a couple of two, three years ago. I hadn't had a, a realtor since then return to him. And, and um, so uh, you know, the whole thing is a little. Well, a let me say this again. He wouldn't respond. He should respond. Up, here's what you should also tell. I mean, I'm just giving people general advice so that, you know, because if you're calling over this, I'm sure there's other people that have a problem things. Also, I always tell brokers, tell I tell sellers to tell the brokers, I need a call once a week, and I would ask you to collect the cards of anyone you've shown it to or who's seen it. Um, you know, and again, it's the summer, so, you know, I don't know the activity or not. Uh but I would go to the person above him and really just sit down because the objective is not to get tied up, to really come up. And maybe the person above him has a solution to actually help you sell that. Okay. Well, keep thank me you posted, for and all of that. And, and uh, did you have something else to say, Andrew? No, I just want to wish Joe good luck. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for him. Thank yeah. You. Thanks, so Joe. We, Happy we, uh, okay. Labor Day. Uh, William from Manhattan. Hi, William. Do I have William on the phone? Yeah, William from Staten Island. Oh, Staten Island. Well, okay. They have Manhattan, so. I have a two-family house in Staten Island. I live in in it it also, but I rent out room. Is that legal? No, I I have six six, uh, bedrooms. Uh, So I rent out five bedrooms uh, separately. Is that okay? So, so you have a legal two a family? You, yeah, but legal you have a legal two family. family. Right. So, so it's a problem. How do you rent out the rooms? Like permanently or for small periods of time? Or what are you doing there? Month to month. In other words, uh, so far the people I have in each room, uh, four of the rooms, They've been here like more than 15 years. William, could you hold on two seconds? They're going to make us take a break. And uh, we are talking to William from Staten Island, who has a two-family house. He wants to know if he rents out rooms. Is that legal? We'll be right back. 866-970-9622. Hang on, Jim. Something you need to know about Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners. They're on a mission to help as many people as possible to get out of pain. They've been a consistent sponsor of this show. In radio, sponsors come and go. They, they may even stay for a year or so. And then they're gone. Not so with Relief Factor. Pete and Seth are consistent year after year. Why? Because tens of thousands of people are now taking Relief Factor every day. 
for their back and neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain, etc. And now they're in less or no pain at all. That's the truth. I'd like you to try it. Three-week quick start is just $19.95. In three weeks, you'll know if it works. How's that? Is that a great thing or what? Cancel if it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's the best $19.95 you will have spent. That's the quick start, relieffactor.com. Your life is an important one. Here at AM 970, The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges, and every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world that is truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we'd love for you to tell us about it. Here's what we want you to do. Visit am970theanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or a mobile device and share your story with us. Here's the best part. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. So share your story today. Visit am970theanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's am970theanswer.com, keyword story. For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors & Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills, and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free and all close to you. So come to Connors & Sullivan's free seminars. On Tuesday, September 24th at Lenny's Clam Bar, 161-03, Cross Bay Boulevard in Howard Beach at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. On Wednesday, September 25th at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. at Connolly's Corner, 71-17 Grand Avenue in Maspeth. And on Friday, September 25th, at the Adria, 221-17 Northern Boulevard in Bayside at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Can't go to any Connors & Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Plan now for later. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. And as I said, it's great weather, great great weekend, and we have a lot of questions. So I, we were in the middle of talking to William, um, who was talking about he has a legal two-family home, and he rents rooms out. Now, do you, do you, so you don't rent an apartment, you rent single rooms out. Right. In other words, uh, I, I rent single rooms out, and everybody shares the living room, bathroom, and kitchen. The downstairs people, and I have people, two people upstairs, and I live in the upstairs. So we all share. What a great question. Know. That is a great question, and you can answer it. It's Andrew. a great question. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to give you the answer, but I want to start off with something. I want, You said you did something good, and I want everyone to know what you did that's good. You're renting it for months. And in New York City, um, the um, multiple dwelling law says it's a 30-day minimum. So you don't have that problem, which I'm very happy to hear. That's usually where the issue is when people, Dottie, they say they're renting out like couches and rooms and this and that. They get this, and we call it the Airbnb tax. They get this end-up lawsuit from renting it out. But I'm going to give you a simple answer. What you're going to Google is 
27-2004 of the Housing Maintenance Code. Wait, say that, that again? 27? Yeah, absolutely. Dash, dash 2004 Housing Maintenance Code, and that's where your answer is. 27-2004 of the Housing Maintenance Code, and that's what defines a family for purpose of a single family or two family. And what it's going to tell you is the maximum amount of people that you can rent to per one of the families is three unrelated persons. So if you're renting to four unrelated persons, you're violating the housing maintenance code. If you're doing three, you're doing good. In the one you're living in, it says two or more persons can live there in addition to you. Now, I want you to know that there's exemptions for foster children. There's exemptions for group homes. There's exemptions for students that are making a rental with the city. But for your purposes, it's three unrelated people. Oh, so I'm, I'm okay then. Great. Well, I don't know how many people are in there. And to be honest with you, when we're on no. the radio, you probably don't want to tell us. Because, no, you know, no, the I'm code the first, enforcement the first, could be listening uh, to. On the first floor, I have two, uh, two, uh, three, three people living on the first floor. That's a legal first floor. And upstairs is me and two other people. It sounds but, like you're let good. Let me ask you, you something, gonna... Andrew. You mentioned that yeah. because, you know, that it's a 30 days and he's not giving a long-term lease or like a year or so. So if you – is there – I mean, I don't know it at the top of my head, but I kind of think that I remember something where it's unrelated people. Can you have any – and, look, I know you could legally rent – I don't know about rooms, but I, I'm sure that there's a, a limit. No. So it's the, this limit is the unrelated. So you're getting into a bunch of different questions. So let's right, and maybe it's another, maybe it's it's a topic that we could really work on because I am I am getting on I because I'm kind of trying okay. to remember. But you're the attorney, so why don't you? Tell so us? New York City Dottie does it by square footage, not by rooms, maximum occupants okay. per room. Each village, town, and city does it differently. New York City has it per square footage. Like, if you were in town of Southampton, it would be different than village of Southampton, which is different than New York City. But right. just looping back to William's question from Staten Island, what I want to tell William, because William asked a great question, and William pointed out he's doing it legally. William, make sure you register with HPD. And in New York City, people don't realize, even though there's not a rental permit law, if you have a housing that you're renting and you don't register with HPD, two bad things can happen. Number one is if there's a health violation, you won't get notices, and the tickets will just keep adding up and adding up and adding up. And number two, if you don't register your apartment that you're renting out in New York City with HPD, you technically can't use the courts to do an eviction. What's so please HPD? make sure you register Yeah, wait, with slow HPD. down. We're not attorneys. What's that? Stephen just so, asked a question. What's HPD? What did you, you say? What is HPD? HPD? So HPD, what did you say? What is HPD? So HPD is in New York City, the Housing Preservation and Development Department, Housing Preservation and Development. And they have a very easy site where you just go to the New York City and you just Google HPD and it comes right up. And there's a hyperlink that says register your property. So in New York City, I don't know if people are familiar in Long Island, all over the place, they have rental permits. And people in New York City say, we don't have rental permits, but they have HPD, Housing Preservation and Development. And what you need to do is you need to go online and you got to register your property. And what I was saying is that you see, you got these, he's got five people living there, Dottie. The odds are one of them's going to be a problem at some point. I'm sorry to tell you. And he might want to get rid of them. Well, unless you register with HPD, you're not going to be able to use the court system to do that. And I want to tell you something else. 
And, William, I'm not so against you renting the other unit to three people, but I hope you've vetted these people that are living with you. You have two people that are living with you, and when you have roommates, it's a problem unless you really get along because you've got to cohabitate. How's that working out, William? Well, this is the reason why I, st- I, I, st- I lived in Manhattan. They moved here, and I had a hard time renting it. What happened was people moved in, and they said, could their uh, cousin live here? So what I really do is I have everybody's really all their old relatives of each other. Oh, so they're related. I, yeah. So so when, when someone moves out, they have another cousin or someone they really know to move in. So I never even advertise. But do you and really know them? Because you're living with them, that, right? Right. And what I always tell them is that we're all, uh, the people on the first floor are sharing the rent, and I'm sharing the yes. rent upstairs. I was, I thought that was how I was the the oven to make the eggs? Who makes the eggs? Say that again? Well, it's funny. Well, Sometimes I'm just they wondering, do he's living with two other people in his <laughs> unit. How does that work out? Well, we all, we all cook differently. Some people just bring their own food and heat it up. You, know, you have one kitchen, right? That's what I was trying to understand. Well, we have two kitchens. You know, downstairs people have a kitchen. Right, it's illegal two families, so you would have two kitchens, right? right. And so I think I, you're doing I, everything good, William. Yeah, yeah, I think William, fine. I, I mean, if you can, if you're okay with it and you can live with all well, different I, people. I was a kid when you were saying about you know, illegal apartments, I was saying, oh, maybe mine's illegal. No, but you have it a legal two like family. William, Thank it sounds you, like you're good, but... We really can't yeah. know from the amount of information you gave us, but from what you told us, you're doing good on the unrelated people rule, and it, you're doing good with renting rooms. When you rent a room, it's not really considered a lease. It's called a license, which means that it's not exclusivity because you share the kitchen, and you should know that if you're going to end up having to do an eviction or otherwise. But just simply, please go on the HPD website, and I was so happy that Stephen Gaines asked me so many times. I wish I would have heard him the first time. Housing preservation and development in New York City, because the ramifications of not knowing if you have a violation for mold or for pests or are catastrophic. And what we need to do, and I think we've been trying to get this across to everyone, is being a, a landlord is a fabulous business. But we always have to have reserves and be ready for the unexpected to be able to stay in business. you agree, William? Okay, now should I say that I rent rooms out instead of apartments, or just to say I rent You'll apartments? You'll see on the, regist- William, on the registration, you're going to see how to do it, and I think you're going to be able to handle it. But if you need any help, you can call us at the show again, or you could call my law firm at 646-216-8009, 646-216-8009, because we'll try and help you out. But good luck, William, and I'm glad thank, that it's working out living much. with these people. And have a thank great you. weekend. Oh, and I have Jim from New Jersey. Hi, Jim. Yes. Good. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, just I was listening to that conversation, and I just uh, the the only thing that I would suggest to for for uh, William is to make sure that he discloses what he's doing there to the insurance company if he's if he's got a commercial. He may require a commercial license, uh, you know, to, uh, for a homeowner's policy. Um, That's a that, good point. That, there are towns in New Jersey that have, you know, ordinances against uh, renting Airbnb. That some towns are, are they don't want it in in that particular town. Uh, now I'm an appraiser in New Jersey, 
And I've seen a lot, a lot of situations about illegal apartments. People are, uh, most towns, and I can't say all of them, but the majority of towns in New Jersey, if you if you have rooms in the in the basement, they're okay with that. But where it becomes illegal is when you have a full working kitchen. Right. Uh, you know, if you have a gas stove down there, uh, and as an appraiser, we just disclose what, what it is. You know, if you've got a full kitchen down there, we, we will state it in our report. Uh, Jim, Jim, I just want to go back, back to what you said to start off with. I don't mean to cut you off. Remove, Jim. Remove the stove. And cap the gas line, and then they uh, they'll they'll allow say the the property to be sold or be financed. You know that's what I find Jim, most just, of the time. Just to go back to your statement though, because William needs to hear what you said. That was so smart. You said about the yeah. insurance. So does he need? You're saying he should get a general liability policy or an endorsement well, on he, the homeowners. He has to look at his homeowners policy. And yes. He's doing. He's got multiple people living in there, and. You know, God forbid there's a fire in, right. in the in yes. the home or something. That's the insurance company's out for, for not paying off on the uh, on the claim. Is it, Jim, uh, the disclaim. You know, you know, so he has to inform the insurance company of what he's doing. Yeah, let me ask you a question, Jim, because I I'm yeah. kind of and again I, you know I. I started out on on the island where there's a lot of single family homes, and when they rented a basement, they if they had a kitchen, they couldn't get a mortgage, so the people would have to take the kitchen out. And then if somebody bought the house and they wanted to put a kitchen back, that's their business. But do you? But with insurance, couldn't an insurance company disclaim you if you if they find that there's people living in your house and it's illegal? Yeah, they may not want to write the policy. I think that's a really but, a good know. point. You know what? I'm gonna, we're going to look that up a little bit, and maybe next week we could really clarify that. Because I think there's something to do with also that insurance, and I'm glad you gave us that advice. So yeah, smart, that's, Jim. That's, Thank you, Jim, good. and have a great weekend. Thanks for sharing with that with us. That's really an important point. Everyone, enjoy the luscious holiday. It's going to be wonderful out, and have a great, great weekend. We'll be back next week. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. I'm going home but to the place where I belong. And where your love has always been enough for me. I'm not running from no think you got me all wrong. I don't regret this life for me. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.